Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Vizira, Kid, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party explored the History Museum in the Southern Islands Arcanium. So far in their visit, they have taken in an exhibit titled The Mandate, Myths, Legends, and Truth, which has been informative, or at least as informative as a museum exhibit that's entirely in a language you don't speak can be. It seems that the Southern Island has quite the historical relationship with the organizations that the party calls the Cults of the Beast. What more will our adventurers discover in the museum today? Will they attempt to access the lower levels of the Arcanium that they know must exist? And just how twisted up are we going to have to get in order to avoid dealing with a money economy in a setting that obviously uses a money economy? Let's find out! Hey, y'all. Hello. Hey, I have a comment. <laughs> yeah, I have a do comment. you? My yes. shocked face. Carry on. So, again, bringing it back to uh, old episodes, back in my re-listen, we're in the temple now. And I felt that there was a comment put out by DM Jazzy Hands that I was completely washed over, which is we're talking about how like we had all been on the same page and then three of us were on the same page and Flick was absolutely not. And we're like, said something about being half sisters and DM is like, half sister? No, no, you're full sisters. And I, and we just like kept talking and I was like, whoa, that would mean that we have the same mother and the same father. Did you like accidentally let slip that we actually all have the same mom? And is it Kit's mom? <laughs> Since she's the only one that had a mom. <laughs> uh, cue music. Oh God. <laughs> deeply rude <laughs> wait so were we all we all just like ignored it completely we've but maybe i have the to say mom... there's a chance that you didn't all ignore it i just cut out however you replied maybe see well, the, the, it these up are the things again. we gotta focus on this is why we got you going mm-hmm. back to the past we've got time traveler biz mm-hmm. um to report back Yes. <laughs> I'm wondering if we were all like little babies and they put, they wrapped us, they swaddled us, and then they put us in baskets and then put us the baskets on the porches of the people that ended up raising or us. That's kind of what river. I assumed. Yeah. I was going the Moses route <laughs> too. But. Yeah. <laughs> Down the river. And they're like, oh yeah, they, they tied it with rope. They tied all three of them together with rope. <laughs> And oh, they were yeah. like, oh, yeah. But for all untied them and stole everyone else's <laughs> rope, which is why you got separated. <laughs> Where it all a began. Um, oh. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm glad that we untied that truth. Drop. I feel like there was something I wanted to tell y'all, but I don't remember. So should we hop back into the museum? I think so. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 I, for real, cute music. <laughs> <laughs> Flick pulls out his flute. So when we last left you all, uh, Kit had gone to the sort of uh, outdoor veranda part of the the exhibit and looked in some viewfinder type devices that were sort of pointed towards nothing, <laughs> pointed towards the sky uh, far away on sort of the other end of the island. And uh, Kit, what did you what did you see as we? closed out last week's episode. Uh, I believe I saw another sky abolith coming out from behind some clouds. You did. Uh, and then what else happened? Everyone cheered. Everyone's like, woohoo, sky abolith. We love you. <laughs> we love you, sky abolith. <laughs> We're taking selfies. They were like throwing underwear. It was a whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. <laughs> throwing underwear. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. Yeah. So let's go ahead and start with you then, Kit, uh, out there and and see what goes on here. Uh, you'll remember that the rest of your party, which does include Sniv, lest we forget, He's uh, are still inside looking at their various exhibits indoors. I feel like I made a note for myself to be like, go do something, don't forget. Well, you look through those notes while Kit tells us what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. So when everyone starts cheering for the Sky Ableth, I'm going to look and see who's around me. Uh, yeah, there are, there are several people out there. Uh, is there anyone... Like, who's around you, anyone you know, or who's around you, someone who might speak a language you speak? <laughs> Both. If, perchance, my friends are here, or if there's someone who looks like they might speak a language I speak. I think your friends are all still inside, but there are several lizard folk uh, about, and as we have determined, you all do speak uh, 
draconic, so that's an option. Uh, there's also <laughs> do we do we? I'm surprised. There, there's also a uh, a young elf child uh, who who probably do, well. Oh, do you speak elvish? No, that's no. no. Well, there is a young elf child, but that uh, has uh, no bearing on what you're gonna do. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go up to the lizard people and yeah. I'm gonna say in draconic. Excuse me, what's everyone so excited about? <laughs> and uh, the lizard folk woman that you uh, that you've gone up to turns to you and again, somewhat surprised that you're speaking draconic to her. Uh, but once she settles that, she says, "Oh, it's just the daily appearance of the keepers." Uh, uh, uh I don't know what to say to this person. I have no <laughs> thoughts about the sky on the list. That's fine. You don't have to have thoughts. Suddenly ends the interaction by walking away. <laughs> she says, "I'm it's done." It's my favorite. <laughs> okay. It is my favorite interaction option. I've been streaming Baldur's Gate three, and every time you away. talk to someone, there's an option that's just leave. Leave. And it is often there in the middle of a conversation, <laughs> and I have never taken it, but it amuses me greatly to imagine just like turning around and walking off after asking somebody a question. Oh, uh, I have a story to tell, but I'm not going to tell it because it's not related to this game that we're playing right now. Oh, because that stops us all the time. Ever? Um, okay, really quickly. Uh, at my five-year college reunion, we were doing the thing at like, they do like a dance every year. And it was doing the thing whether you were like talking to people who you haven't seen in five years. And this girl and I were having a conversation. And I don't know, I answered a question that she asked me. And then she puts her hand on my shoulder and says, well, it was so good to see you. And literally turns around and just starts talking to the person behind her. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what this has reminded me of. That's. Well, you can you now get the chance to exact your revenge uh, <laughs> indirectly and be that girl if you so desire. I don't I don't think that Kit is going to be quite that brash in how she handles this. But I think that probably what happens is that this lizard woman sees a like look of confusion come over mm. Kit's face, just like sure. like I just did, of like, I have no no idea how to respond to this or what any of this means, and I'm very very overwhelmed, so I say, oh, of course. How, how could I be so foolish? Thank you. And I'm just gonna <laughs> turn around and start looking for my friends. <laughs> Make a wisdom perception check, Kit, please. <laughs> I would ask if you are taking passive, but I feel like it's much funnier if it's what yeah. I just rolled. Okay, great. What'd you roll? <laughs> I was gonna. I thought about taking passive, and then I thought, no, nah, she's she's overwhelmed. Let's get what the roll is. Um, a six. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the uh, as Kit walks away, the camera sort of lingers on this lizard folk woman who goes foreigners. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so you head back inside and let's check in and see where everyone else is. Uh, remind us what exhibits you were checking out and who you're with and what you're up to uh, so that Kit can come and find you all. Well, Flick is at the map table exhibit with all of the lighting up buttons and things with s and Sniv is with me, I believe. That's right, the buttons. The buttons. All right, great, so that's where that's where Flick and Sniv are. Uh, Bazdir is at the rope exhibit. <laughs> I am the knots. Oh my god, that's right. There was a rope exhibit. Yeah, that definitely was actually, remember that. It, it, was, it was actually it was definitely... ropes, but it became ropes. And you did a wonderful job at explaining it and turning it into something cool. <laughs> I've forgotten all about that. Oh, it was that like interactive exhibit uh, where you got to practice tying uh, knots that looked like the symbols of old yeah. of the cults. That's right. Okay, and uh, Bria? Um, so you have not released this episode to us yet. I remember it was an art exhibit. Do I remember anything else? No, I do not. Oh, you know it what? I do remember I talked to like the dad who like did not want to explain things to me. Oh, I thought it was a teenager. It, it was the series of pictogram, pictographic, whatever, like frescoes. I don't know. I'm just saying words that are art related. Uh, but it was the series of, of images of pieces that sort of walked you through some sort of history with the islanders and the the well, what you call the cults, you believe. Mm -hmm. So that's where everyone is, Kit, uh, and you can spot all of them fairly easily. Uh, Y'all do stick <laughs> out a bit. So, uh, where are you headed? Um, in my imagination of what 
this room looks like. I'm imagining that the exhibit where Flick and Sniv are is like right in the middle of the room. Same, so, so yes. So I'm just gonna walk, I'm gonna walk over there and I'm gonna go up to Flick and I'm gonna say, I don't, what, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> enter like you'll enter and, and it's just flick and sniv on opposite sides of the table like pushing opposite buttons that are really pretty together that are just like yeah okay <laughs> there's a there's a uh there's a teenager there's a grung teenager who's watching you all do this and is sort of like sort of like uh, oh there's a frog person teenager right i forgot it whatever i thought you were saying grunge we didn't grung. know that yet <laughs> Like, I thought you were describing their clothes. Like, they were, like, grunge. What if I thought that's how that word was pronounced? No, there's a frog person teenager who's... This isn't... The joke's not even funny anymore. He's raving to your light show. It doesn't matter. He loves. He loves. Maybe he's a grunge grunge. Exactly. I think it's funnier in that case if he's raving to it. So there you go. So, and now we also That's have the title of the episode. episode. Grunge grunge. Grunge grunge. Grunge grunge. Grunge grunge. So, Flick and Kit are together at this table doing a light show. I think I was wanting to join Flick either way. By the way, that note that I was going to take that was going to tell me what to do does not exist, nor do any notes about any of the artwork that I looked at. So <laughs> I have notes God. for you, Bria. I think maybe well, I saw you, you writing the notes, so maybe I was like, eh, I don't need to do my homework. She's got it. <laughs> You're the worst. The worst project partner. <laughs> She's uh, just so much better at it than I am, so I'm going to join them. Um, well, I, I think I will ask Kit, what happened outside? I just want to really quickly say this makes perfect sense. The three of you have reconvened to discuss things, and Bizdira is still tying rope knots. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, will I get um, proficiency with sleight of hand from doing this? <laughs> this will definitely uh, put you well on your way to training for it. Yes, definitely. Fantastic. You just have to come back to this museum every day for a year. Great. Okay. I was about to be a little bit insulted if you said yes. I was like, I worked so hard for that proficiency. <laughs> <laughs> By choosing to be a rogue. Yeah. yeah. All right. You all discuss amongst yourselves. Oh, uh, yeah. So Blake asked me what happened outside. And I said, well, I don't know. There's another abolith and it, it showed its tentacles and everyone cheered. And apparently, I don't know, it happens on the daily and everyone cheers for their tentacles. <laughs> Cool. Um, okay. I feel like Bria's really excited by this because I wonder if this abolith might like my art as well. None of them. Bizdir's <laughs> <laughs> not there, but we were no. like me as a human is laughing at uh, that. I think uh, I think I want to go over and um, call Biz over from the rope so we can reconvene. Well, good luck, Bizdir. Make me a wisdom perception check with disadvantage. You are enwrapped. Hold on, I need to pull uh, out my dice because I was like, we're in a museum. I'm not going to need dice. <laughs> what the heck? That'll teach you. That'll Why teach you. Why would we need dice? We're in a museum. I'm playing with rope. Because we're playing there are Dungeons things, and Dragons. to see. Did you crit or crit, crit fail? failed. <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah, Bizdira does not. Uh, you see her. You're yelling at her. Everyone else in the museum is like, why is this dude screaming? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why is the cosplayer over there screaming? <laughs> Uh, I want to I want to use my mage hand. I'll be like, I got this. And I want to use my mage hand to start untying every piece of rope that she does. So if she does something, I'm going to use the mage hand to undo it. Oh, she gets oh, so frustrated. She doesn't so know mad. what's happening. Yeah. Can I can I do what I do to my daughter when she's not going the right way and use the mage hand on top of her head and just tilt her head in the direction I want her to walk? Amazing. <laughs> not yet cuz first I want to know more about this tying untying thing. Okay. So, I want to pose checks. Bizdira, not proficient yet, but I do want a uh, dexterity sleight of hand. Bria, from you I want an intelligence sleight of hand since you're doing it with your mage hand ledger domain. Ledger de mal, ledger de french. Uh, Bizdira, <laughs> what'd you get? I got a 13. <laughs> Great. And Bria, what'd you get? A nine. Okay, so it is still very distracting and frustrating. However, in the ultimate uh, uh, competition, Bizdira <laughs> is able to complete her, her rope knot. And then, yes, you can just start to <laughs> taking the mage hand and turning. Gentle pressure. 
on the sides of it's her head. It's only five pounds maximum worth of pressure. She's literally gonna be like, what the, and like look around and like, <laughs> until like, she's looking finally, at like, us. look over and be like. is like waving his hands up in the air <laughs> like he just does not care. <laughs> and she's just gonna go, one second, one second, and finish up the what? knot she was doing and then she'll walk over. Okay, Perfect. okay. Um, We've seen, and is there uh, like another room in this exhibit or is there just an exit so into the one, next one? Yeah, if you'll recall, this one, the exhibit is mostly one large open room with like little uh, stations. And then there's of course the outdoor uh, like veranda portion. Um, but yeah, no, there are no other rooms of this exhibit. You could go back through that entrance lobby where you were to get to the other exhibit if you wanted, uh, or you could, you know, uh, explore other things. Um, I don't, I can't remember if you all saw any other doors in this exhibit. We definitely saw somebody, somebody go into another random door that looks like they work here. Great. So yes, that. But there were also no signs that we noticed that said like, you can't go through this door. Correct. It just seems that that is the only, if any of you were at all keeping an eye on that door, even sort of casually, no one else has gone through that door. Like people just don't, don't go there. Um, I want to ask Kit what she thinks of of my, uh, what? Well, it's funny because I know that you're genuinely asking Kit, but it's funny because I know that Kit knows what your exhibit was and you don't. Well, <laughs> no, because I remember the one that there's like a big chunk of time missing and she actually, I remember watching her face as this was happening and she looked like she had her gears going. So that's why I want to ask her about it. Yeah, right. Great. So? Um, so I'm assuming then that you tell me, uh, like everything <laughs> no, that I you just, saw, but you also know. like, your interaction with the dad yes. guy. Yeah. Because um, that was what made me go ding, ding, ding. Because the description, I'm sure you give me the exact detailed description that we got from DM in the last mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the description of him looking like he wanted to tell you something and then having like a look of confusion of like, oh, it's just whatever it's called. I, the transition, is that what it is? Yes, I the transition. That's the case. Um, made me think that there is some sort of magic or something on these people that they can't that that section of their history that there there's something that's being covered up there i think that i think that that's what we have to look into because there's that that was what got me thinking that there's more here than meets the eye Mm Okay, so I'm going to ask everyone if we want to switch over to sustainable magical energy in you, or if we want to try to go through this door since there's no sign saying that too. I I think we got to wait. I think we got to go through the other exhibit yeah, first. Yeah, I would rather. I know, I do want to go down there though. I would rather get as much information as we can before we do anything to possibly get us barred from this museum. That's good, that's good, that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, are we ready? You're like quite but... the statement. <laughs> May I make an argument for the other door? <laughs> Can I pull out my big sheet of paper? Yeah, the easel. I'll hold it for you. We got it. Pass it to Kit so that she can take notes for you. (laughs) You're being mean to me today, and I don't appreciate it. I am, and I don't know why, but it's fun. I do it every now and again. Keeps you on your toes. So, you all want to head over to magical, sustainable, magical energy and you. Or is it and me? What did I say? You. And you. I actually, you know, I I wrote that note. I don't know if Kit did, but... (laughs) I got that one. (laughs) Amazing. All right, great. So yeah, you can head over there and uh, right at what? I thought that I saw Karin just nod like, no, I actually didn't write that. (laughs) I I didn't. I I just wrote sustainable magical energy. That's all that I wrote. Amazing. There you go. Uh, So you head over there and uh, the entrance to this exhibit is is one of those sort of artificially narrow corridors that has like, uh, like a Again, another sort of artistic representation of, you know, whatever it's talking about in there. And so as you walk in, you can see this sort of mural down this little corridor that is depicting some individuals who, you know what, let me have you all make, let's start with intelligence history checks. And there may be another one after that. Uh, Flick? That's a seven. <laughs> Kit. Fifteen. Bria. Thirteen. And Bizdira. Eight. Uh, so Bria and Kit, you two uh, sort of immediately recognize that the people that are depicted in these murals are dressed in in outfits that look exactly like the outfits that you all found on the second, I think, second level of TLR's Arcanium. So these look like Arcanist uniforms ah. that they're wearing. Just sort of the 
cut and the shape and the, the logo on them. Uh, I think there wasn't one, so that's what tips you off. Anyway, uh, these are clearly arcanists, and these murals are depicting them stepping through this shining sort of arched doorway that's just like exploding with light uh, and you really can't see what's on the other side of the doorway. It's sort of like the arcanists are backlit in these and they're holding up these tiny little cylinders they look like. These black and brown cylinders uh, and some of them are small enough that they're just holding them in a single hand. Some of them are holding up larger versions of them, either like in, in one hand or some of them are actually holding it up in two and that's sort. That's it. There aren't any plaques here. This is just sort of an artistic, you know, representation of something that has to do with sustainable magical energy and you, apparently. It makes me think of like Monsters Inc. How they like mm. contain the magical energy, like they contain laugh or scream yeah. or something. That's interesting. I've seen that movie about two hundred seventy times mm-hmm. in the past week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, week, forty-eight <laughs> hours. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you all continue to walk through here. This is clearly just sort of the. Uh, it, it's, it's like it's the the entrance to it. It's so uh, whatever is being depicted here is obviously like so common knowledge to most people that live here that it's not even really like uh, a considered part of the exhibit. It's just like okay, yeah, so you all know this happened, and then right, and so then you get into the exhibit, and this exhibit seems to be laid out uh, in a series of of chambers of rooms that are sort of obviously in a specific order, right? As if they're walking you through like some sequence of things, and in the first room. Room, you see uh, there is a sort of, uh, it's another sort of corridor, but instead of just being murals on the walls, the wall to your left is glass, and behind it is a whole scene that is set up. On the other side of the glass is an almost perfect replica of one of the rooms that you all found on the second floor of the Western Islands Arcanium, except that it's full of people people and there are it's, it was the room with all of the like empty desks and like wall counters and stuff which of course there was nothing really there except for like loose papers that had been thrown everywhere in the west but here it's full of people it's organized there is equipment and materials and lots of paper still and notes and things sort of all over the place and you watch as the people in here very quickly are obviously sort of automatons of some sort they are some sort of like robots or constructs or something because they're moving movement is a little unnatural. Uh, But you watch as one of them sort of uh, has a pair of like tongs and is holding up one of those wild little cylinders and sort of holding it far away from themselves and out into the air. And another one of the automatons points at it and you can see the wire like that there are lights on, but it looks like it's imitating like that this person is casting like a firebolt spell or something like that. And you watch as like little lights light up along this string, this whatever that is point that is uh, attached to the finger of this robot and then to the cylinder. And you watch as like the light goes and it hits the cylinder and the cylinder begins to light up almost as if it's like measuring the energy in it or something. But exactly, except it keeps going. And then there's this very cartoon-esque sort of comical like bang sound and a flash of light in the chamber. And when the lights return to normal, the cylinder is gone and that automaton has like a face full of soot. And it's like, and you know, the kids that are sort of in the same areas, you all laugh. Uh, And the lights go out for just a few moments. And then when they come back on, the whole scene has been reset. This makes me think of, um, uh, if any listener has been to Dollywood, Blazing Fury. (laughs) Blazing Fury. Blazing Fury is like one of the oldest rides in the park. And it is hysterical because that is, it's like that over and over again for like five minutes. <laughs> God forbid the ride like break down when you're on it. Cause you and then there's watch. like a 10 foot drop at the end and everyone's like, woo, it's great. <laughs> I love that you two have been to Dollywood. Oh, so we used much. to have season passes. Hello, season passes every summer. I- every summer. <laughs> I went to Dollywood in fourth grade when my destination imagination team Shut went up. to Nashville. You did destination imagination? We have Hell to have yeah, this conversation. Oh my God. Oh my yes. God. We'll have this conversation. Cool. Amazing. Yes. For the moment though, this scene begins to play out again behind the glass. <laughs> hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, we stand with Black Lives Matter and our black siblings still fighting for justice. That fight's not over just because we're tired. 
Second of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be sapid if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. Of course, we want to remind everyone about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dnd last refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on the program is available on our Patreon page. Right now, since this is the first episode of the month, I want to recognize those Patreons that we are supporting. We are currently supporting Nat Rose, Taking Initiative, D20 Dames, I Need Diverse Games, Venture Maidens, Scott Buckley, The Broadswords, Tanya DePass, Meeple Like Us, MCDM Productions, and Rivals of Waterdeep. We are able to support all of those awesome creators because of our patrons, so we want to also thank our patrons. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Sir Mox the Magnificent, to our honorary party member, Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmer Skill tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, Misty, and Aaron Stevens. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We are excited to remind you all about our partnership with Codename Entertainment and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Idle Champions is a completely free idle adventure game featuring your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore that's available on Steam, Nintendo Switch, Xbox, PS4, and on the Apple and Google mobile app stores. Check out the game at codenameentertainment.com and when you next boot up the game be sure to use our gold chess code found in the episode notes for free items and power-ups. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at battlebards.com, scottbuckley.com.au, and in comptech.filmmusic.io respectively. As always you can of course also check the episode notes to find specific track names, artist names, and links. If you ever get adventures, character options, Options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate link found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. The holiday season approacheth, and so it feels like a good opportunity to remind you about our TLR merch store. You can go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, to check out the t-shirts, buttons, drink koozies, and more that we have available. And once you receive your items, be sure to take pictures and tag us on social media so we can see how awesome you look in your new gear. All right, that's all the announcements we've got for you this week. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy. Please wear a mask and please wear it over your mouth and nose. And happy gaming, y'all. Okay, I have a quick comment. I didn't know for sure until you said it. I didn't know if this was going to be robots or if it was going to be like when you go to Disney and they're like baking bread in front of you. And so you're like watching through the glass, like them actually. So I was like, oh my gosh, are they like still here? Are they? We still don't know. Anyways, that's what I have to say. I'm also very emotionally affected by this for some reason. Like me as a Terran, because I feel so sad that like maybe there was a way that they figured this out and didn't all have this horrible, horrible death that the other side did and it wasn't communicated and so all of these people died when there was a way to for them not to die like i'm actually very emotionally affected by this let's keep going this is fun <laughs> okay that was i'm that was, so that torn was because like thing. my dm heart is like i've affected them i'm doing my job and my like i'm a human in 2020 heart is like well yeah <laughs> are there any plaques or long um this exhibit there are sort of so there are they look they're definitely not uh like they were in the other exhibit where like there's clearly a pla- plaque that has like a paragraph of information but there are a few like they might be like nameplates or anyway there are there is writing but it's very short it's like looks like the equivalent of maybe a sentence or two uh um, in front of this scene can i ask one of the i guess kids or someone around if they can translate yeah absolutely i'm now 
now going to use uh, the grung the grung child that I the frog part. Damn it, fucking shit. The frog person child that I wanted to use earlier. Uh, so there's a little a tiny little. Oh wait, no. I guess a grung child would be a tadpole. <laughs> it's it's a teenager. It's a teenager. Yeah, it's a teenager. It's a teenager. It's a you know what we haven't. You know what we haven't. You know what we haven't talked to yet though are any of the turtle people. So there is in fact a very small turtle child uh, turtle. who is there that you at turtle that you ask uh, what the thing says and uh, he turns around. His back was to you and he turns around and he has the biggest Coke bottle glasses on. Oh. And he pushes them back up on his little nose and says to you in, wait, oh, I know why we haven't talked to turtle people. Because what no, language? Because in language. common. In <laughs> common. Yeah. They teach I'm common bad in at the this. schools. I'm bad at this. Yeah, he's a super smart guy. He yeah. loves he like, old languages. languages oh, okay, so like, okay. he knows common. I love this. I don't. What what language did you address him in, Bizdeer? Uh, probably draconic. Yeah, that's sort of what I was thinking. So he turns around and, and looks uh, surprised and says to you, you speak old draconic but you can't read <laughs> and i say i speak old draconic but i can't read this language i also speak common celestial and dwarvish <laughs> fits any consolation Ooh. those sound made up okay i'll read it for you thank you uh, <laughs> <laughs> this bratty little kid and i know Honestly, he's I'm everything you just a baby though so <laughs> 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 So was I. Okay, so he goes over to uh, to the little plate uh, and and translates for you and reads out. Just I could just tell that he was like, I know who this kid is. This yeah. kid is me. This came very naturally to him. Early attempts to power the bay trees were largely failures and sometimes dangerous. Power the bay trees? The bay trees? I will say to this turtle yeah. g- <laughs> child. And uh, he nods and sort of rolls his eyes and points at the little cylinder that the arcanist is, the arcanist is holding that's about to blow up in the arcanist's face. Again, because nice. we've gotten to that part of the scene. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna see who he is. Um, and I'm gonna be like, you are so smart. You you know all of this, right? You don't even need to read these plaques, right? See, now I'm self-conscious about everything that he says and does. <laughs> no, 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 no. He probably is, do too. It. That's what I'm trying to hear. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to be like, I'm going to use my old line and just be like, we're clearly not from around here. Would you mind showing, helping us through the rest of this exhibit? I would love for you to teach us more because I know that you know a lot more than what's on these plaques. Uh, he... <laughs> He looks very excited. He was very uncomfortable with saying that he knows all the things, but if you ask him for help, then uh, yes. Ask him to teach you things, then absolutely. Um, he does, however, at this point, turn to his parents, who are somewhere behind yeah, him. Yeah, I was wondering about this, because Miss Deer had talked to him, and I was like, maybe we should talk to a grown-up? <laughs> I just figured um, he was in front, so, you know. Uh, well, you know, he was right there. So he turns, uh, and there are two, uh, you know, adult-looking turtle people standing there, and he goes over to them and starts just rattling something off in whatever language they speak here that is not a language that you all speak. And uh, you watch, you see his parents sort of turn and like take the four of you in and they are very obviously taking in your clothes. And <laughs> we just clothes. wave at them. <laughs> your waves. <laughs> Cheesy smiles. Like and the saying. blood that is still covering all of us. Yeah, truly. We have not bathed. It's, it's, you have not bathed in, in three years. Yeah. Um, That's untrue. I have my stone. <laughs> you keep forgetting I have my stone. Could you use a stone to robot. clean us all? That's not true. In fact, I think that's I think that's what happens now. If I may, I have a feeling that one of you probably like while you're waving sees the blood covering your arm and like nudges ki- uh, Flick to maybe get out the cleansing stone. Oh yeah, sure, okay. And so we just keep waving as the as blood, they, like, they watch as we magically cleanse ourselves with this stone. <laughs> they definitely are sort of eyeing you suspiciously, but it's very obvious at this point that the kid is is saying in this language the equivalent of please. 
<laughs> I just imagine the parents are like, okay. <laughs> like, And they're like kind of normal looking. Like they also have glasses on. I, I don't know. I'm imagining like kind of like A the Robin Hood-esque like animated creatures. <laughs> oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? Like the little oh, turtle yeah. who's in Robin Hood who's oh, just like yes. going up. Uh-huh. I love them. That's he's like, Yay, who is dad. in my brain when I described him. That's yeah. who it is. Yay, dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love that. He waves the little All right. So okay. I love it. So the parents uh, debate for a moment uh, and finally nod, but then they sort of move, like one of them moves, the the mom sort of moves to stand like behind you all and the dad stays in front. So they're sort of like flanking y'all's group just in sure. I think I might introduce us to the parents. Just be like, <laughs> I'm Bria, Vizdira, Flick, and Kit. We're, thank you so much. You're welcome to come on this tour that your son, did we say it was a son? Yes. Okay, that your son is is gonna give us, he's, he's a very smart boy. Congratulations on that. Both of the parents <laughs> just have sort of big eyes while you're talking. Uh, and then the dad steps forward and says, um, thank you. We happy he can teach others. And then they sort of pause, and and the the his wife sort of nods to him and shrugs. Uh, they clearly do not speak Old Draconic as fluently as their son. <laughs> okay, I love it. Uh, We're on the up and up. Bizdir is going to ask the uh, child his name. You're welcome. His name is Wabu. 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 I like it. Wabu. 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 And this is my mom, Limb, and this is my dad, Olo. Lim. Lim. <laughs> oh wait! That's I really, okay. immediately wanted to spell that L I M B. Lim L I M and L L O. I literally wrote it down as L I M B. Lim and what was the Amazing. father's name? Olo. Are you taking Olo. notes? I yes. So she takes notes on names so that when I get them wrong later, she can correct me. <laughs> so Wabu conti- Wabu Wabu continues Wabu. down uh, the corridor, which is really it's just sort of this this room is really just this this show this little whatever diorama interactive not interactive. Whatever whatever, live, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, blazing Fury. Blazing, yes, this room is Blazing Fury and you've seen the show now. It is It is now repeated six times in the over the course of your conversation with the uh, with with Wabu and his parents, Lim and Olo. And so he leads you into the, uh, the next room. The next room sort of shows, it's a little bit larger. It's not just a corridor, it's an actual chamber. Uh, and there are a few stations around uh, the room and Wabu immediately starts uh, marching in front of you uh, and sort of doing a clockwise circuit around the room to the different stations uh, and just talking as you all go. And he says, "Um, so uh, once we had determined uh, that there needed to be something sort of more specific uh, about the way that we charged the bay trees, um, it became clear that uh, we also needed to measure the amount of power that we were putting into each one based on its size. And he points and he has brought you all to a sort of diagram, a little chart uh, that sort of shows it's a line graph that he explains to you one of the axes is uh, bay tree size and the other axis is magical energy. Uh, And it's basically, it's sort of (laughs) once he explains it to you, it's a bit like why did they feel the need to make this part of the exhibit? It's fairly obvious. The larger the bay tree, the more magical energy. Like, it's basically just a straight diagonal line. Uh, <laughs> but apparently they had to figure this out. Uh, and so he sort of, he continues walking. And if at any point any of you all lag behind to look longer at a station than he wants you to, he will absolutely come back and take your hand and start pulling you. Absolutely. Um, Do, when they talk about the amount of magical energy, just like thinking about it outside of that, is that like the small trees get a cantrip. The next size up gets a first level. Is that kind of what they mean by the magical energy? Oh, you mean like meta speaking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you get that's sort of what we're approximating here. Yeah, the more sort of oomph a spell might have correlates to the amount of magical energy it uses. Yes. Okay. Okay. The next station shows uh, another one of these charts, oh, actually several more of these charts. Uh, and Wabu explains that these were all. So the first one that you saw was sort of the theoretical like. Not in practice, but in theory, the larger a battery, the more power it should hold. These charts that you see here are definitely not straight diagonal lines, and they're basically, Wabu tells you, they are uh, the experimental results that the early experimenters did. 
did. And basically what you're seeing here is that in the early days, uh, it would take, uh, so to, to speak in that parlance again, Bria, like it would take the equivalent of a, say a fireball spell, right? It would take that much magical energy to charge up a very small bay tree. And it just sort of shows all of these things. And there are examples of like collections, like little larger cylinders that have a ton of little cylinders in it and how like it would require multiple high level spells to charge this thing in order to get one of the, and you see a depiction of that bay tree powering one of the streetcars. And so just the idea that you get from this section is that in the early days, it required a massive energy input to get a trickle of energy output from these things. Uh, he drags you along then to the next station and at the next station, uh, you finally see uh, there's like a there's a uh, little series of like illusions basically uh, that have the uh, theoretical chart and the experimental charts uh, and you watch as like the experimental chart line slowly 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 adjusts to match the theoretical one and then they sort of superimpose on each other and there's like uh, a fanfare like victory sound that is played from somewhere and Wabu explains that eventually uh, they were able to uh, decrease the amount of energy loss when the bay trees were being charged so that it is as close as anyone thinks they're ever going to get to like the amount of magical energy input is the amount of energy that can be taken out. Uh, so there's very, very little energy loss. And then Wabu gets really excited and pulls you all along to the last station in this room that shows uh, a bay tree. And it sort of is like, uh, there's an explanation below that Wabu tells you as you watch the image of this bay tree sort of the energy in it like keeps decreasing and there's like a hard line as it decreases and basically Wabu tells you like even now even though we've perfected the input output ratio bay trees can only hold a maximum amount of energy for so many charges and then eventually their capacity for energy uh, is reduced and when that happens and he gets a big smile on his face and he says we use the bay tree recycling program and he runs over to his mom and says something to her and she like reaches into her shell and pulls out a little cylinder a little bay tree and uh hands it to wabu and he goes over to this exhibit and he says uh he tells you all now whenever a bay tree begins to lose its capacity and can't do as much work as it used to be able to then we recycle them and he walks over and there's a little panel in the door uh and he opens up the panel and puts the bay tree inside this little container uh closes the panel pushes a button and the bay tree shoots down uh, through a little tube and you can sort of see the tube actually in the wall and in the ground and it sort of shoots down. You can watch as the bay tree travels through these pipes, in these transparent pipes in the ground and then goes deeper into the, uh, the building, into the Arcanium where it disappears. And he says, um, the people here then can take those bay trees and do something with them. I don't remember what though. I mean, I remember what, but Wabu does. I mean, I don't remember what Wabu, you know what I mean. You don't know who's anymore. I really don't. <laughs> Actually, he just says, uh, yeah, where the, the people here can use them. I'm going to ask him if it is normal for people in their homes to be able to recharge them, if they're, if if many of the populace is able to recharge the batteries themselves, or if they need to have Arcanists do that for them. Uh, he nods, and he, although he sort of like, he, he sort of wrinkles his nose a little bit and asks you what that word that you said means. He doesn't know that word. And I'm going to point to the the people, I'll be like the people in the robes. Oh yeah, the science people. Sure. Um, he uh, he says no. Everyone can. Uh, pretty much everyone knows how to charge a, a little bay tree. I want to see him do it. Uh, he says, oh, <laughs> um, mommy doesn't let me. It's it's really that's a grown up activity. <laughs> and she hears just those words, and she's like, "Excuse me, what are you talking <laughs> to my child about?" <laughs> no, I think she probably is the one that calls it a grown up activity, sure. not really realizing. Uh, <laughs> I also. I, I feel like I should say something just to make sure that this is clear. These little cylinders are not miniature bay trees, right? We know that, right? I, right. They're batteries. <laughs> I mean, they're, yeah. I At first I was thinking, I was like, is it like twigs? Are these wands? 
Is this Harry Potter because you've been using all the colors from the houses <laughs> in previous Or maybe episodes? they were batteries, and then when they changed their language to this dumb new language, it's translated oh, from batteries to bay trees. Batteries. 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 Kit looks very stressed. All right, so so what are y'all doing? Is there anything well, else in this room? continuing on, I guess. Uh, so this is sort of the end of the exhibit. Uh, it was a pretty pretty short one, just what is the three rooms now? This last room was was bigger and had several stations to sort of finish out the story, but this that's the that's the majority that's the of, of the exhibit. Yeah, that's the gist of it. I feel like there's a question here, and I... I, I think Wabu uh, turns to you after returning his empty bay tree into the recycling program. He turns to you and just says, like, pushes his glasses up on his nose and says, any questions? So many questions that I don't even know how to formulate yeah, them I don't either. into questions. Uh, while um, it's formulating, I'll ask if if you can, if there's like a tour where you can see the science people work. He says, uh, oh, he says, uh, oh, um, no, I, I don't think so. Their work is very, um, very dangerous. Um, and so they don't, I think it's best to not, um, um, distract them. And uh, he sort of turns and looks at his parents who don't really speak this language very well. And they just nod encouragingly like they have any clue what he just said. <laughs> Uh, Bazir's gonna ask him, like, is there, I keep wanting to say, like, a mayor. Like, is there, is there someone in charge of this city? Mayor. Okay. Um, I heard mayor like female horse. (laughs) Well, there are frogs and turtles and Uh, everything. Is there a mayor that's in charge? Um, he says, I don't, uh, what is that word? A leader. A leader. A king, a prince, or a mage ascendant. Like of the museum? We went to monarchies. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, or of the town, like wh- whichever, both. Oh, of the city? <laughs> no, why would we need that? I'm just curious. But do you know of someone who runs like the the museum? Do you have a person's name? I think all the science people do it together. I okay. guess. Okay. Cool. Cool. A little different. What a, well, what about the town in general, the city? I- uh, no, why would we need that? Did you just, did I misunderstand? He turns to you, Bazira. Did I just misunderstand your question or did he ask the same question that you just asked? He just asked the Sorry, same question. I was focused okay. on the monarchy. Okay, I'm don't sorry. use I the was cute fo- little boy to be sassy with us. <laughs> <laughs> I was focused on the fact that she said king and prince. Okay. Honestly, can I just sidetrack us real quick? Cheeky did I not. Stop you. No, you can't. Cheeky <laughs> knows queen and princess. We watch a lot of Frozen and most of the stuff that she watches have queens or princesses because um, that's like the more kind of modern-y Disney stuff. And uh, I had to teach her the word king. Like, she's two. And I had to teach her the word king. She was like, what is that? It's like, it's a king. It's like, it's like, it's a boy queen. And she was like, queen. And I was like, yes. No king. (laughs) I mean, great. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah. What are your questions? Please, Kit, please save us. (laughs) Bring us back Um, to Earth. Okay, some of the questions are for us later. But in terms of questions to ask this little boy... So first of all, when did the science people first start this work? Oh, um, a long, long time ago, like like a bunch of years ago. Like like a handful or like a basketful of years? <laughs> like more than a thousand years ago? That's so many years. Uh, maybe? I mean, definitely more years than than mommy and daddy have been alive. Helpful. I feel like He's I experience time in 2020 <laughs> like a child does, which means like there is short amount of time, which is minutes, and long amounts of time, which is everything else. <laughs> Cheeky keeps yeah, asking when like- Christmas lights are going to be up and she will go Christmas in a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's all one See, sentence. that's exactly it's what's happening here. <laughs> okay. Does he know mm-hmm. what experiment first led them to the bay trees? Uh-huh. Um, he says, oh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, well, I don't know if it was really an experiment, um, but they found them. They found them here? He shakes his head and he says, no, no, no. And he grabs your hands, Kit, uh, and he runs back through the exhibit. Uh, and his parents are like, whoa! Uh, and like, take off after you. <laughs> are the three of you also yes. Taking off as do we, yes. Because Dear's gonna grab the parrot's hands and like run with them. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Um, We'll revisit that in a moment. Uh, I heard parrots. I I was just imagining colorful birds. Parrots. (laughs) She's just dragging parrots. What all types of creatures live in this city? (laughs) 
We have mares. We have Bears. frogs. Bears. We have turtles. Turtle, turtle. Oh my god. Continue on. Um, so he takes your hand and everyone is running behind. And like, of course, there are other people in this exhibit who are just watching this kid like drag a person followed by five other people. Uh, and he takes you all the way back to the very beginning of the exhibit where there's that mural of the, of the well, arcanist, science people, whatever, standing in these archways, these bright archways holding bay trees up in the air. Uh, and he points and he says, they came from there. Are those portals to where- the other island? Wait, what did kids say? Uh, I would just want to very literally ask him, where is there? What? What is that? And I'm going to point to the glowing portals or whatever. Um, he says, oh, that's old magic. <sighs> and, Kid, this is not helpful. And, I mutter and, that in celestial. <laughs> um, he can, uh, he, hold on. I'm going to roll a die for the child. This kid is more insightful than I am. He got crit. So uh, he can see that you are not satisfied with that answer. And he says, well, um, see, the old science people, they use the old magic and they traveled to other worlds and and brought things that they learned there. So these bay trees came from one of those worlds. Now we're getting Worlds, nigh islands. He said worlds. Okay. Remember the spheres and the Arcanium? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are these are these archways uh, still in existence somewhere? He says no. No. No one knows how to use them anymore. But they're 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 here still. They're they still exist. They still exist. Yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Is there an old well in a forest somewhere? <laughs> and that's where we're gonna leave it for this week. <laughs> Boom. I think this might be the first time in TLR history that someone other than me has given the final line of the episode, and I love it. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out if, in fact, there is an old well out back somewhere. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Mazdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Mazdira. Kid. Bria. And Flick. Two of us can keep it together. All right. Excuse you. Three. Three. Last week, the party (laughs) exploded. Because you're a professional. So are all of you now. We do this. Last week.